0: Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm a social self-prez 9-wing-1, Hi, I'm Kaisa. I'm a
1: sexual
2: social 9-wing-8 with the 3 and 5 fixes. Hi, I'm Sammy. I'm a self-prez social 9-wing-1 with 5-wing-4
0: four and 4-wing-3 four fixes. Okay. I think what would be interesting is to kind of talk about like how we've personally noticed Enneagram showing up in our dreams. Um, whether it be just like really any aspect, like if it's your instincts or if you've noticed like themes with your fixes or something um, coming up, like, I've noticed symbols just talking with other people and they're typing and kind of like seeing the sort of um, theme in general of like certain blind spots and dominant instincts and um, try fixes and stuff. But I wanted to know too, if you guys have anything that you've made observations on or um, have found is like maybe profound or helpful with dream interpretation and symbols i can start to just from my experience um like i mentioned it a bit on the other podcast but being triple attachment and a social dom um i notice like a lot of being influenced by other people in my life or dreams or whatever that like there are aspects that I've put in people that I haven't claimed myself or um, there's a lot of like shadow characters that I run into that I'm projecting something into people. Um, So I've done a lot of like, or trying to understand why so many people have been showing up my dreams. And I think that's one of the main reasons. Um, and also, too, like being social dominant, my attention's constantly going on to other people during the day. Like, I'll think about people from my past, or I'll think about social situations, or whatever. Um, so, I've noticed that when I'm not putting a lot of attention onto that, I'll actually have dreams that are like more symbolism and less people. Um, but also just social pressures and fears and um, sexual blind fears, stuff like that will come up in dreams, for me, um, and a lot of nine stuff of not really like, I guess not claiming my own power or not um, stepping into really owning my space comes up in in different like scenarios in dreams like i'm letting other people figure things out or i'm admiring something else happening and i totally don't like i skip the process of like where i come in that's important in the dream so those are just small things without going into too much detail but if that rings any bells or you guys want to contribute your um experiences sure well
1: for me that's a uh like you've said the just other non-grounding like groundedness um there's a lot of like everything is very fluid in a way and um and that would be probably because of my self-pres blind spots and being a gut type so um there's like there are like changes in gravity or like I forget to turn the gravity the right way or just everything is slippery and there are very like high places or um, caves going very deep underground and there are some like luminescent crystals or suddenly like planets or dimensions, and there's not like a. Everything is a little bit liquid and movable there in a way, and fluid. Um. um so there's not like a. There's not a solid grounding, ever, really. <laughs> and how. I also relate to other people, is that oftentimes I feel like the other, pe- other people are always kind of doing their groundedness, but I don't experience being a part of it in the way that they are. Um, I I'd say that I'm, like, attached definitely in the, like, gut-sender and heart-sender way but when it comes to the head fix like i have rejection head five fix uh the orientation is something that uh i i rather withdraw like there's a lot of hiding or like purposely staying in like dark non-visible places or and just the there's a lot of withdrawn influence. I go oftentimes, I'm somewhere purposely away. Um, because I also don't want, like, I feel like other people are expecting me in those dreams to, as also in real life, they expect me to, in an attachment way, to do stuff or like, they attempt to hook me I feel like but I don't want those so I keep hiding a lot of times um then there's a lot of nature and animals and like very vibrant colors and uh like jungle type themes where everything is like flourishing and there are birds flying to my hand and I'm communicating with them Mm, and oftentimes there's this I I try to find something uh, mysterious and alluring and as if there's always something hidden that I could uh, unlock or open and I'm going
0: towards it I just want to say too because I know a lot of Um, people might think this, maybe they won't, but like if there's a certain type or type structure or whatever that would have like strange or weirder dreams than everyone else. And I just have to say that like all of the nines that I've spoken to with their dreams, like their dreams have been either the weirdest or most adventurous Mm -hmm. or like the most fantastical because like Originally, I thought I was a head type because of how much I live in my head, but that's just kind of like nines withdrawing and creating their own worlds and and stuff like that. So I see it in like a lot of nines that have like the most complex and, you know, fantasy esque type of dreams because they're just sort of always there during the day. And then it just kind of goes into your unconscious, too, and illustrates it to you in a different way.
2: Mm hmm. That's interesting. I think for me, my dreams, they don't feel as, like, fantastical or surreal. Like, it usually, it feels like I'm in, like, quote-unquote, like, real situations. But I'm, like, I'm looking for, like, a place to hide or, like, watch from a distance. And, you know, like, Kaisa, you talked about some of that, too, and... I think that's just the five fix coming out, like, even for me, like, I have five, but it's secondary. So a lot of my dreams deal with me just observing things and letting things happen to me and not utilizing, like, my willpower and speaking up. Um, And I don't really dream a lot about, like, animals. I know animals are the instincts. Um, but when I do dream about, like, animals, it's usually, like, something, like, really significant in my life, but, um, you know, like, I think the triple withdrawn trifix comes out a lot in my dreams as well. It's usually, like, if there are other people in the dream, then sometimes I'm, I'm, like, making myself removed by, like, going into another room or telling people to leave, um, and... It's just like there's always a sense of hiddenness. And it's it's not like always related to like discovery. It's it's like a self-pres it's very like self-preservation. Like I need to protect myself because Mm -hmm. like I know these people will take my energy. So I just I need to separate. Um Yeah, I mean and then I think another way, like sometimes I'll have dreams that are very literally about like the head center. Um, like, a dream where I might be, like, in a classroom taking notes and, like, I'm taking too many notes and the teacher is, like, you know, you have to interact with the class, like, it's time to participate and, like, the reaction is, like, no, like, there's no time for that. But it's not as, like, heady. It's still within, like, this very, like, nine-ish kind of, like dissociation and disconnect um like again like the theme of just letting the events and dreams like happen to me but like witnessing it all from a distance that seems to be like the the main themes that happen in my dreams like no matter the symbolism that I see because the symbolism like I feel like it can be strong but you know it seems pretty random and I haven't noticed a lot of like symbols as opposed to just like uh, that general like blueprint
0: Mm. I think one of the um symbols didn't we kind of think for maybe your guys's five fixes was didn't you both have spiders in your dreams
2: yeah yeah. (laughs) or just yeah or just I guess yeah like motifs of insects yeah insects Mm. bug eyes or flies spider cobwebs Mm. yeah,
1: and oftentimes they are like uh, they're like hundreds of tiny spiders crawling crawling on the skin, coming mm-hmm. from inside the skin. or there's this one dream that I turned into a this kind of weird fleshy spider that lived in the shadows. and then spe- um, people started thinking that I'm really scary, so I went to live in a cave with other other spiders, but they were my friends. Oh my god yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well and that's why like looking at the instincts um not necessarily enneagram instincts but like just actual instincts of each animal um it would be interesting to see then why specifically five would have kind of this like insect kind of instinct because you think of insects and um their kind of natural qualities are something that is hidden and they like know the kind of underground and in between ways of moving about the world. And they have very specific like um, methods of surviving and everything. So it's just kind of like, you know, I've had tons of animals in my dreams. They don't often show up like all the time. Cause I think animals, like they're very like sacred Um and so when they do show up it's usually something like pretty primal that's going on in the psyche and the animal would you know whatever that animal would be would illustrate that Um, but it's interesting to notice ones of like specific type like I, I don't I don't want to say like you know this type will only dream of this animal or whatever because I'm sure tons of people without five fixes have also had spiders in their dreams like I've had a spider in my dream but it's not as like intense of an encounter <laughs> i would say <laughs> um but there does seem to be like depending on how the dream ego is relating to the animal and depending on what the animal's kind of doing like what their purpose is in the dream can kind of give away like what it it might be referencing because i've noticed at least with a couple different people i've spoken to that like triple attachment um seems to have like I've noticed like more people will dream of like dogs and you think of dogs as just this like super friendly everybody loves dogs kind of thing um so maybe there's something there maybe there's not but I've just kind of noticed that certain types will sometimes dream of certain animals maybe they're more in touch with that kind of instinct or whatever if that makes sense Mm, interesting that you mentioned
1: dogs because uh I only remember a couple of times that I've had dogs in my dreams, but, like, both times that was very unpleasant, um, I don't know, should I go right into it? Okay, well, it was very uncomfortable because they they started humping me and I was, like, so disgusted. Mm. (laughs) That's how I've seen dogs.
0: (laughs) That's all dogs mean to me.
2: That's interesting. I, I had a dream about a dog once, and the dog was like, I was like up in a house, like pretty high up, like second floor, and I was looking out the window, and the dog was like below, and it had this like stick, uh, and the stick was like floating up towards me, and I interpreted it as being like a hidden, like mysterious symbol, and then Kristen was like, no, that dog was trying to just play with you, because that's what dogs do, like with sticks, and so it's like the dog i i had no feelings about the dog i thought the dog was like a nuisance i wanted it like out of the house so yeah it's like something about dogs maybe and just like maybe just it's like dogs have so much energy and you feel like they could really like mess something up or like too needy and
0: yeah i was i was just about to say they're very needy and like um they're companions too like you know without getting too deep into dog symbolism because there's a lot you know because when you get into certain mythology dogs are often portrayed as like guardians of the underworld like they're there to help um lead you through your unconscious journey essentially or, or your journey into the unconscious because they kind of bring this sort of companionship to it um mm-hmm. so without going you know super into that it's just like also just how dogs are that we know them as just they're attached to people so maybe even two. it's kind of a comment on attachment um mm. could be yeah and then like
1: me and sammy we have like five head fix um so the whole com- companionship is like well what am i supposed to do with this <laughs> like <laughs> yes. we're just rejecting
2: <laughs> right exactly like- The five fix, like, offering and then not not knowing how to, like, be a person
0: without your niche things that you have. And five, I mean, every type can, especially head type, like, every head type can be extremely serious. But I feel like five, especially, you tell a five, like, hey... Just like play every once in a while, like be a kid or something like that, just to kind of, you know, spark something within you. And I can imagine five in the head would just be like, the fuck do you mean like play? I can't do that. Like <laughs> I've I've trained myself to not do that. Yeah. Exactly and if
1: I wanted to, I wouldn't necessarily know how. Um, there was like well, there's a lot of these kind of themes. Um in my dreams, like, for example, that Siamese twin dream that the other one, like, wanted to decapitate themselves and just live in the body, like, without a head, or there's like a ship and the captain is, captain is leaving the ship and it's sinking. So like being like also head last, I think there's some implication of the head just rejecting the rest of the uh, fixes, the, like the 9-3 stem is getting rejected by the head and the 9-3 doesn't really enjoy the way that the 5 fixes attempting to relate. relate. Like, sometimes I think of the fixes as having uh, as individual personalities, as if they were interacting in the same room and how would they relate to each
0: other? Yes, because I death. actually... Mm. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, that was it. You okay, because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, I I forgot to mention this um before, but um I've had... There's this one dream I had maybe about a year ago when I kind of first figured out my... Well, not figured out. I got typed by any <laughs> grammar. I'm not even going to say I figured it out because I didn't. um <laughs> But when I got my typing results back, like you know it obviously sparked a lot of commotion in my psyche of of trying to figure out okay I'm triple attachment what does it mean where does it play out stuff like that um and sh- so shortly after I got my typing I had this one dream that had um a few of my cousins in it and I I kind of sat with it and I, I this was when I was like writing in my journal a lot about these dreams and as I was writing I realized that like I had three cousins in the dream and each one was a specific fix of mine. So like I had, you know, one cousin I, I knew was a three, one I knew was a six and one I knew was a nine. And the way that I, the dream ego, was relating to these cousins because it it had something to do with like they were performing on stage. And, and so I was like... Um, kind of had this mental thought process and and related to them very differently. And the more I sat with it, the more I realized like, oh my God, like this is how I kind of feel <laughs> like knowing that these are my fixes. Cause I was like overly friendly to the nine. I was like super disturbed by the six. <laughs> I was like, this person's annoying. And then the three I, w- I felt like competitive towards. I was like, you know, <laughs> I know it's bizarre. <laughs> But I kind of I was like, oh, like, you know, I, I, that, obviously they're shadows, too. Like, I am projecting something into them. But there is a quality of myself in each one of them that I also just either don't like or I'm comfortable with or I'm uncomfortable with, whatever. Um, so it was really strange to kind of sit and see that. So now any time someone comes up in my dream that I kind of automatically know is one of my fixes, I it's easier to sort of like separate whatever I'm projecting onto them knowing that like okay this is just also me being disturbed by something that either I've done or that I'm not comfortable about myself a quality or something especially because I'm heart last so with threes it's like super sort of like I, I'm kind of more observant as to like what are they doing, like what is that? <laughs> but it's you know it's it's me also looking at that quality in myself too and not understanding it because it's distant.
2: I'm that's curious to me too. Like this idea of like if you have people in your dream, and you know, or at least you have like a pretty good idea of what you think their type is, like how you are relating to them, knowing that like they're this type. Because I mean, I, I I've had two fives in my dream um they were celebrities there i don't know them cuz fives are a pretty rare type and um they've both been typed by enneagram both are secondary 9 so it's interesting like one person they just kind of showed up and then left they were like they were like singing a song to me and i was trying to remember like what they were saying cuz i thought it was like so important but it was it was obscure like they just they weren't really communicating anything and then the other person <laughs> they just they, they couldn't communicate they it was like they were singing in another language but it wasn't a real language it was just like gibberish like garbage but in my mind I was like this is the most important thing I've ever heard like this is she's she's telling me like a, a huge secret and I have to know but I can't know because they they just weren't connecting so yeah but I haven't really had any dreams of like four because that I just feel that's too rare of a type and
0: it's probably in know. all of the strange symbolic symbols that appear in the train- That's mm. where the is. It's just yeah. manifesting as a weird symbol.
2: Exactly, because it just can't latch on to any people. No way.
0: <laughs> you can't show up as a person? What are you talking about? That um would
1: be such a degradation to yeah. embody it as a person. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you can't define me. Exactly. <laughs> Um, But also one of the things I thought would be interesting, I just thought of this, um, is even if your type doesn't um, show up in your dream, oftentimes, for me at least, I'll have people of other types, you know, show up in my dreams. For example, I have a lot of sevens that will show up in my dream. Now, I've, like, surrounded myself with sevens throughout (laughs) my whole life, but um, sometimes it's, you know, like, just people that I don't typically, like... um, hang out with or even people i don't know like celebrities or whatever that i know are type 7 like and i realize both with my dreams and to with why i surround myself with sevens apparently is the qualities of 7 that i don't allow myself to have um or that i don't think i have you know i can get you know i can allow myself to have them but it's hard for me too so i just it's easier to project it out into other people like Sammy I know you have your triple assertive sister show up in your dreams so as a triple withdrawn it's like okay here's a figure that you're projecting a lot into and what is it about them that you might need to like access in that moment so I know you know sevens might show up a lot if I'm spending a lot of time like withdrawing or something because it's just like okay let's get out and and assert and have fun and whatever that um i don't know if you guys guys have ever noticed that but some people i've talked to um in interpreting their dreams it's important to know sometimes the type of the person and maybe there's qualities about that type even that is hiding in them that needs to be within your own you know abilities
1: Mm. Well, I also have my, both of my sisters are sevens and I think uh, my grandpa from mother's side is also a seven and sometimes I've had dreams where like he makes everyone look his, look at his, uh, like he plays ice hockey or used to play, he makes everyone look at his achievements or like just haha, look at how great I did or something <laughs> like that. Or uh, my seven sister uh, just taking over a microphone in a public place and uh, spontaneously starting to host it. And uh, I always have that feeling like un- it's a so, little bit uncomfortable, like how how can they take up so much space? And how can they maintain it? And as if I know that I would be like too slow or dissociated to main that kind of attention in myself. But I guess it would also be an invitation to uh, go for it, to, or like there's uh, I don't, I don't I don't remember which way you Kristen put it, but like a, like a part of my psyche that wants to make itself known that it it is there and there's something that I could uh, possibly gain by mm, getting more familiar with it or
0: utilizing it Mm -hmm. yeah I I think too even um, like certain symbols and I figured we'll get more deep into each symbol and Kind of, well, not each symbol, but like each aspect of the Enneagram and how they might show up as symbols as individual episodes. But, um, to just kind of commenting on that and like a lot of dream interpretations are meant to kind of integrate these parts of ourselves that we've just sort of either cut off or are ashamed of or don't give much attention to or we forgot about or whatever. Um, but each type kind of kind of has like you can tell that a dream will be saying a lot to an individual type like a lot of 9s do kind of have symbols or situations in their dreams that are saying hey let's like kick it up and be more spontaneous and adventurous and stuff like that like whether it be a figure or a situation like like i'm saying a lot of 9s can have super adventurous dreams um and part of that also could be compensatory because nines live in their own little worlds and think like oh the world is just happening around me and I'm just you know (laughs) I'm just Mm -hmm. in my little spot and whatever instead of like asserting themselves in some way or even just like doing something that they didn't plan for or shaking up their routine like whatever it may be um because I know that's could also just be like a lot of specific types of nines but um like it seems like each type does have kind of like a general like okay let's you know the, the unconscious is kind of working with what you're lacking and how to integrate it properly um so what i was gonna say then is that it would be interesting to do really deep dives into like where self-preservation comes up and where social comes up and where sexual comes up, like individually um, and where each type uh, or fix or whatever it may be, where that could be hiding in a dream. Cause like I said, p- I'm partially joking with the four coming up as symbols, but <laughs> I'm also kind of not because <laughs> things can appear as symbols. Like um, I think I remember, you know, I won't go into like anima and animus yet, but But, um, one of the things about that is like, sometimes that doesn't have to appear as a person. Like sometimes that can appear as like symbols or, or objects or something like, um, there's things will start to transform in dreams. The more you interact with them and they'll start to change into things that you can relate to differently to sort of slowly integrate, um, whatever it is that needs to be integrated at the time. Um, so I've, I've just, I've been keeping these notes, but I'm like super excited to get into that because like, especially, I don't know why I'm like so fascinated with how self-prez comes up in dreams. Cause it's like, I guess maybe the clearest to me. Um, but I, I think going into that and especially like, okay, here's a social dominant dream and how it views social versus like a social blind what's happening, you know, mm-hmm and the themes of what that could be and and stuff so I don't know if you guys had anything really that you wanted to add to that but or like if you've noticed um since interpreting dreams or or just even being aware of your dreams if you've noticed any kind of like desire or attempt to integrate the symbols or um lessons I guess maybe of the dream
2: what was the question (laughs) Yeah, so are you asking, like, because you were talking about instincts, but then you said, like, do you have, do we have a desire to, like, incorporate, like, lessons from the dream? Is that what you
0: said? <laughs> yeah, like, have you noticed since, um, since we've kind of been talking about dreams and, and um, ingesting their material and stuff, and, and when I've interpreted either of your dreams or if you've sat with them on your own, like... Have you noticed um, trying to work with it in a way that's integrating what it's trying to tell you? Like, have you noticed whether it's brought any new insights um, about yourself or have you noticed that you've actually acted um, on like a message that a dream could have been telling you? Like that kind of thing.
2: I see, okay, yeah. Like I know for me, because, like, a lot of my dreams are basically just telling me in one way or another, like, it's okay to be involved with things, with people, with your body. Like, you can just, it's okay to engage, it's okay to have fun, like, blah, blah, blah. So, like, the dream that I had with the dog, um like, wanting to play with me, like, that, the theme of that dream, I guess to put it, like, simply, um, there was something about, like, me choosing like you know unconsciously to not like have fun with a group because like I just wanted to like uh observe and like analyze like these things that I perceive to be like really meaningful symbols instead of like engaging with like the group and after that dream I realized that like in my life at the time I was just I was so focused on like the practical areas of my life um, almost to, like, the, the detriment, to the detriment of, like, my ability to, like, loosen up and, and just enjoy, like, kind of mindless entertainment, I guess, like, I, I hadn't been watching TV or, like, doing anything, like, for enjoyment in a long time, because um, it was, like, kind of a stressful, like, period, Um and then after I had that dream, I was, like, okay, like, Maybe I should just, you know, just for pleasure, like rewatch like this TV show that I've been thinking about. Like something so simple that should just be like a natural instinct that I had been like really like pushing off because I thought it, it, it just, you know, it's meaningless. Like I don't need this. This is garbage like TV, but you know, <laughs> I should. <laughs> There's four fix I guess, but like. Fun um... is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Like, it, I needed a dream to tell me, basically, like, loosen up and do things that you enjoy. And I, I did it. I was like, okay, like, maybe I should just, I could start small and, you know, things like that. But I realized, like, the importance of that. And I mean, in my, like, 954 way, I was like, you know, maybe I just need the delusion that, like, you know, entertainment is, is can be just as good as, like, anything else that you do, like, spiritually. Um, you know, because I, I had been neglecting that you know like the fun the light side of life and you know that's a that's just an obvious one that I could think of
0: and I think too wasn't that the same dream that there was a type 7 in it or am I thinking of a different one
1: no there
2: was
0: yeah <laughs> and
1: there was a, there was a sexual middle uh seven playing outside and you were just like no
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> no <way>. yeah.
0: annoying <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> Just like the dog. <laughs> I was like, both causing problems. I mean, they weren't causing problems, but in my mind, I was like, they're going to cause problems. Irritated, yeah.
1: Yeah, like self-pressed domes, uh, in their dreams, they are like really determined in their self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because um, I'm not quite sure what, what, what are... They're kind of uh, attempting to get with that, but in a way, uh, it's been also a learning experience for me to get into the sense of like, um, like trying, like seeing that there is a purpose behind all that, uh. And it would, it's really helpful to actually have that sort of a self-sufficient like thing going on that is taking you forward and um, kind of foolproofing all of these holes that are leaking Mm -hmm. in your life. Like, I think I have learned in other people's, in other people's dreams too, my, my own dreams oftentimes um, there have been profound moments but there's also always the suspicion that am I now interpreting this in a way that's actually the thing that it was hinting at or am I just trying to like twist it in a way that's uh, just um, playing into the ego identification of my type structure
0: yeah that's that's actually like a great you know question to have especially because like it's really easy to identify with the dream ego like we automatically if we wake up and like you know we yelled at someone in the dream or whatever and we wake up and you're like yeah like they deserved that or something (laughs) it's like so you're Mm -hmm. so quick to like why would I you know challenge that but I think that's um First off, I think you should never never think that an interpretation is wrong. Like I don't really think there are many wrong interpretations unless like it really is just like you know, the whole dream just plays out in real life and you follow every step that the dream ego makes. Like then it's maybe just like okay, well what was the point of that dream if you're like not challenging yourself. But mm-hmm. like it it's okay to like you know, question, have doubts or whatever, that um, maybe I'm not, you know, understanding it correctly or whatever. But the point is, like, it's trying to bring some kind of awareness. And as long as you're sort of like challenging um, what's happening in the dream or what it could be telling you, you know, I'll have dreams that I think I've interpreted it like, okay, yeah, that feels right. I'm going to do something with it, whatever. And then like, two or three weeks later, I go back and I'm like, wait a minute, like, I, I get a sense like, you know, if you've ever walked around in your day and like get a memory of a dream that you've had like weeks ago, I'll have that. And I really don't like I, I take those very seriously when something kind of pops up in my head that is from a while ago, because I'm like, OK, why is that coming up now? You know, as opposed to any other time and just questioning that like, oh, wait, but I could pull even more than I thought I could from that dream. And that's kind of the point, like they're timeless. You know, they'll whether you get them, you know, in the first day or whatever, like I think it takes a while to understand like the real deep meaning of the dream, but it's there for you to have like it wouldn't have happened if it didn't want you to have those symbols in your awareness, you know, it's just the idea of then um, like challenging the dream ego and trying to understand the symbols and integrating it and whatever that may look like, whether you get it quote-unquote right or not, doesn't really matter. It's just that, like, it's there, you're aware of it, and now you can do whatever you want, whether it's tomorrow or three years from now, you know, with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that was a good example. I Actually, you mentioned that, uh, like, shouting to someone. Uh, I believe, like, a lot of nines, including me, have often dreams where, there's a like a family member or whatever. You are just yelling at them, uh, trying to say something, but they are just not hearing you. And is it like okay? Well, that's good for you that you you said said something instead of just staying silent. Or is it that is it to say that uh, you are in a situation where
0: you are not heard, mm. or like what like what is going on? That, and see, that's where like challenging the dream when you're breaking down a dream like you have to be super objective for it so like that's why I say it's easy to identify with the dream ego and immediately kind of want to just go wherever you're going in the dream but with something like that I would suggest then like that person is obviously like made up in your head it's a part of you like that person's a part of you so there's a part of you that wants to be listened to that is like screaming over top of the dream ego, you know? So then it's like, what aspect of them wants more attention and is like demanding it and is like, I'm not going to stop and I don't care what you have to say because you need to acknowledge me. You need to like face me, you know? So part of two with dream interpretation is like, and why it might really help for Enneagram because I know a lot of people have said Enneagram has helped them be more empathetic towards other people. Your dreams will also do that because anyone that shows up in a dream is an aspect of you, no matter what. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's not going to be like a, a person shows up and, you know, are, they're yelling at you in the dream and then in waking life, you have to like go be nice to them. It's not saying that, like, it's not like go and, you know, be sunshine and rainbows to everyone, but there is an aspect of them in you. Um, and can you accept and be empathetic to that aspect in yourself so like i've noticed with a lot of like sexual blind dreams that they will project onto sexual types or people like even if you don't know the person's a sexual type but maybe they're showing something like um like a sexual type of uh flavor about them (laughs) i guess that like they'll project kind of like you know disgust with it Like, like, okay, why are you, you know, flaunting about over there with like no clothes on or whatever? You know, like, there's, there's something I'm, I'm sure lots of people have had kind of, or at least with sexual blinds have had dreams like that. And so it's really like there's a part of you that that does want to have their own flavor and does want to just be and stand in their power of, you know, whatever kind of sexual image or something like and there it needs to be integrated and it's coming and whatever the ego's being disturbed by is usually what is the the unconscious is trying to challenge you know like an automatic if the dream ego is being disturbed or uncomfortable or angry like it's generating some kind of negative emotion response emotional response it usually means that that figure or thing wants attention and the ego really doesn't want to give it any attention <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it's just natural to not do that. And because our type structure is just going to show up the same way it kind of does in waking life in a dream, except just kind of super dramatic and <laughs> um, the symbols are going to start to be more clear on what specifically that type structure is avoiding or or not trying to like understand or integrate or whatever it may be.
1: Yeah. So that's why well, I, I can,
0: yeah, I can notice it with other blind spots, you know, social blinds will hardly have faces in dreams, <laughs> like, because people just like there's a, a person's personhood doesn't exist. Um And, or like people that the situations, they're just not making sense. Why am I a part of this social situation? What do they want from me? That kind of thing. And self blind, yeah, like you're saying, like there's, it's so much fluidity and everything's just flowing that it's like there's no need yeah. to touch the ground. Why would I even be there? That's not exciting, <laughs> right?
1: And there are like like cities where streets are just water, or the water is moving upwards, or just totally like random stuff, uh, in like <laughs> concrete object wise. That things that are supposed to be solid just
0: are not. <laughs> and I even remember, too, the one dream that you had that, like, um, you were, it was an aspect of, like, hiding and running away from people and stuff. But also you said, like, we couldn't eat for a week because we had to, like, save ourselves. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, that's so, no need for self-preservation at all. Like, you're, <laughs> you're like, in survival mode, but, like, in the most minimal like, the most basic bare minimum of what what you need for SP. And I've noticed that with other um, self-preservation blind dreams is, like, um, either, like, somehow the body in general is being, like, disturbed or whatever, or, like, they've had um, the bare minimum of self-preservation. Like, I'm in a, you know, shitty hotel where, like, there's people doing drugs and there's no couches and there's all like you know like it's just this imagery of just kind of like well the event event is more important than any of the self-preservation stuff Mm.
1: yeah like the one that you mentioned I was hiding in a like a basement small basement uh, like cupboard or something just laying down there because there was not enough room to stand trying to like scrape some food and uh, counting coins if I will get food it's like uh, yeah it feels like not figuring out that how, how could I fulfill any of these self-pressed needs but also feeling very trapped about the whole mm-hmm. thing
0: I think and that's like one of the main things with um, blind spots and just kind of the parts of ourselves that we aren't integrating or acknowledging or whatever is that the the dream eagle will somehow feel trapped by it, so it's kind of like, you know, maybe a part of us really needs to like challenge why we're feeling that and why our unconscious is creating that space for us in the first place, like why are we stuck there then and how and why are we even associating it with being stuck or or trapped or something like that? Like there's, you know, and that's and that's the thing that can get weird is I guess. You know the un- the unconscious is you, <laughs> so it is like y- you know you mm-hmm. are creating this this aspect for yourself. So like, why is it then that like there's so much kind of I don't know like turmoil of the ego is just really upset by this thing or or stuck in these situations? And I think that's where you can't go wrong in interpreting a dream is at least challenging what the dream ego is experiencing. Is like stepping back and being like, okay, so, you know, don't disregard that it's you, because technically it's like not you, it's just a dream version of you. So it's like, okay, so what is this person doing? And how can I look at it so objectively (laughs) that could challenge my perspective on it? And that's why it could be helpful to, you know, like, all right, well, maybe go into the other figure in the dream. What would they be feeling if they were watching me do this thing? Or what might be their intention um, going into the different symbols? Well, then why, you know, am I actually being chased by something? Is there any proof of that? Like, did someone come up and tell me, hey, you're wanted and you better start running? Or am I just like, this scenario is just happening and I just think that this is what's going on? You know, there's tons of dreams where I have that there's like no proof of something bad happening. And yet I think something bad is happening. You know, like, I'm like, this person got murdered, but there's no blood, there's no body, like, there's n- <laughs> there's no proof that any of that is happening. So like, okay, what, what would I be like, comparing to this tragic event? Or like, what would I be thinking is, is such a terrible thing that this is happening? You know, something like that, but.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Well, in that specific dream, I was um hiding, in fact, because I felt like, The whole institutionalized society was like out to get me and I didn't want to use any like credit cards because they could be dragged, which is like why I use only coins. But that was also a time when I had postponed doing my taxes for a very long time and um, there was this uh, nagging sense of like getting way too anxious of doing it but then i started feeling like it's gonna really backfire and um i i also feel like i'm not equipped to deal with that and it scares me to death to like do something because um there's this feeling that if, if when i fail something like in something like that then it's gonna backfire so badly, so i I rather hide in the basement with minimal whatever's or something
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I started well, I stopped feeling trapped once I did my taxes, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well yeah i mean like in that case too not even just with taxes but in the broader sense like self-preservation is also like a, a sense of security safety like you know you're building your life so it's just too kind of like running away from needing to create that structure for yourself and maintain that structure for yourself you know
1: mm. well what i've noticed that uh, self-preservation types do that they are uh maintaining the structure and building it in a way that there are not these kind of security leaks whereas me I often like ignore it until it's really like hitting me in the face that hey there is a huge problem already and then I'm reacting to the problem rather than doing the preventive work that would Mm -hmm. keep things
0: going smoothly right and then you're like you are reducing yourself to like the bare minimum of mm-hmm. like what you need. So you do have to just like, oh, here's just a few coins to get by. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not necessary. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, interesting.
2: I was also wondering, like, because both of you have kind of had these dreams um, about like, there's just like, f- how do I say it? Like I was hearing like a little bit of like sex influence. Like less so with you, Kaiza, but like still like with the six wing, on your five fix maybe, and also like mm. the scarcity that comes with five, and no, then just like...
1: like the line to six. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm. mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. That's true. Because I feel like, you know, I don't. I haven't had that many dreams recently with those themes of like. Fear that something's not done, or, just like you know, that like kind of anxiety. And I
0: I think with self-preservation nines, I've noticed this with um, some and most self-preservation nines that I've talked to with their dreams. um, It can be really hard for me to pull out where the biggest emotions are in the dream Mm -hmm. Um, because self-preservation nines have such a, a big and secure wall around themselves that even in like um in waking life it's like not kind of like um I think David had said this before that nines kind of just neutralize everything like they don't let things be like too intense and or or like on either end of the spectrum um and especially with self-preservation nines it's like huge so there are times where I have to kind of like pull this thread out of an nine's dream of a self-preservation nine's dream of like, okay, where are you feeling like, you know, confused or nervous, anything like give me anything to work with. And eventually I can find something that it'll start tumbling into, you know, like a bigger issue than what they initially thought, but the dream is kind of giving it to them in a way that your waking life can still kind of chew on it. Like it's not going to be too intense. Um, And sometimes it will. And I think that's why sometimes nines can have compensatory dreams of like really tragic things or um, them being angry or something like that, that it's like literally forcing you to face these kinds of emotions. But um, I think that's why it can be really good practice for self president nines to look at the emotional tones of their dreams and okay so where did I feel that last and is there something in that situation or experience that maybe it it was evoking something in me stronger than I had thought you know
2: Mm -hmm. and I think like especially with self-pressed social I can't speak for self-pressed sexual but like when I'm writing my dreams or talking about them I I just give the structure like the the bare bones I you know the like Often, like when I'm writing them in my like notepad, I give like the structure of the dream, and then like I have like a separate paragraph for like what I felt. Mm, um, yeah. like, I, it's hard to like just talk about the feeling in the dream. Like I can obviously like you know at this moment I felt anxious or scared, but it's like you know. So I do notice that like here's the structure and the foundations, and then like here's how I felt. It's like they they have to be separate um so that's interesting that's a good point mm-hmm. actually. yeah
1: yeah what self-press really does is like here's the sequence of events mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like in yeah in a very
2: structured way
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah like forgetting the heart and the emotions and stuff like you know like i there was like a daa episode i think it was like the ralph ends episode were like because i think they typed him as self presocial social one but like um the guys were reacting to him and they were like oh my god like here here's like the self presocial social just going on and on about one topic that's like so boring mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they were giving like every detail and you know like that's kind of you know that's where like self-prize can like succeed and do well is like getting very detailed and specific but it is like it can be really monotonous and it's like where's the excitement where's
0: the feeling like just give something more It's and it's really hard you know and even just connecting like with those feelings can be very hard because it's it's just like okay I can name them like all right I felt anxious or, or I felt scared or I felt confused or whatever but then like to really like inhabit that space of okay well you know what is this anxiety and what is it like give allowing those emotions to have a place without like the head or the ego trying to like just contain it you know in like a little box and that's why i think with dream work it's very emotional and it can be very emotional like it doesn't mean you have to cry at every dream but (laughs) like it's it's meant to kind of connect you with these like intense emotions that you've sort of like um, you either completely cut off, or like you've you've neutralized it, you've dumbed it down, you've kind of like packaged it in a little box so that you know you can deal with it. Whereas like when you were a kid and felt that emotion for the first time, it was a big deal. Like, it was a huge deal. It felt like the end of the world, even though it wasn't. It's just you know, kind of getting back into that space of letting your emotions express themselves is hard for any type, really. I think that's kind of the goal for dream work for anybody is to to be in that space of the emotion um, and giving it its proper place within you and and be as dramatic as possible with it really um, to reacquaint yourself with it because if you don't have that then yeah you are going to fall a bit more into your typical type structure you know
2: allowing yourself to be dramatic with it that's like that's a new revolution right there it's Just. <laughs> You know, don't obscure, don't like, don't condense it down to something narrow, actually, you know, live
0: it. Yeah, I think that's why it can be helpful sometimes, like, I can get kind of overwhelmed with my dreams because I have like super long and, you know, every day I have a dream. So it's just like, oh my god, there's a a lot. But once I kind of get into like, all right, where are the main emotions really? And what was going on around those main emotions and like kind of focusing more on that and my response to something, okay, where is that in waking life? It kind of brings me right back into like, oh, okay, like this is what I'm really missing here. Like I think a dream might be about something because, okay, here's these figures. I did this thing in the dream, this sort of action, whatever. But once I get to the emotions... And it's reminding me of something that happened, you know, yesterday or whatever. I'm like, oh, OK, like this has nothing to do with what I thought. And it's actually like trying to get me to be in touch with like that thing really did affect me or I actually do miss being friends with this person or like I, you know, I, I forgot about how upset I was about this thing. Like, I think our minds are just so busy all the time that it's it's easy to also just get lost in the stuff of a dream and then forget kind of like that the emotional response can be super important
2: yeah that's really well said Mm. should we maybe
1: give a quick overview for example i think it was it's a great one uh for example comparing frustration and rejection rejection in the environment the dreams like the whole thing uh you Kristen wrote like right. uh something like that uh just like briefly about like uh yeah. Mm. I think that would be worth mentioning.
0: Right, yeah. Um I think going along with um later doing deeper dives into each of these individually but i've been making notes on like how the different um triads kind of show up like okay rejection um and rejection in the head rejection in the body rejection in the heart like how um even the other groups like with super ego with withdrawn with um assertive like all this all of these groups kind of show up differently in dreams and so I've noticed that it can be hard to kind of see us doing this in waking life and I think that's why often people like might not be able to track their type as well or if people are questioning their type or whatever it may be but like seeing it in their dreams or in your dreams it's like really objective like you can actually see it kind of happening with the environment or with figures or with the things that you're saying or how you're responding to things. Um, and so it'd be really fun to go deeper into like how that symbolically shows up in dreams and what the unconscious really um, thinks about it or or tries to portray it. Um, because yeah, I, I think that there's ways that like the dream ego, the body of the dream ego is interacting with its environment can indicate, like, if it's frustration or, or even just withdrawn or whatever it may be. Like, you guys were even saying, like, I'm hiding a lot in my dreams or, <laughs> <laughs> um, like trying to parse out what are instincts, what are, um, what are actually like belonging to those groups and really being able to define like, okay, if this situation's happening in a dream, it's most likely a comment on blank, you know? Um, so I think it'd be easier to start with instincts, um, and then start getting into the different groups. Um, just because I think instincts are just easier to see since we're doing them every day. (laughs) and Like, a large majority of our attention is going towards them. But yeah, I'd want to get into um, how all of the groups are showing up.
1: Yeah. And... I think it's...
0: Sorry. Yeah.
1: No, it's fine. Um, Well, I think it's important to emphasize that... um... We are gonna like thoroughly go through all the types and stackings in the dreams.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And differentiating them, like how is that then not an instinct? And how is like if someone's frustrated in a dream, like everyone experiences frustration, but what makes that different from having frustration like in the body or? um in the head or whatever you know like I've noticed this you know coming across a different types dreams like it's very distinct how it shows up and so to be able to really clarify like okay yeah you might be frustrated in your dream but that doesn't mean you're a frustration type you know that kind of um Mm. becoming clearer on where it shows up how it shows up um and how the unconscious illustrates it um because I think that's It's so much more interesting to differentiate all of that in a dream because in waking life, like, you really only have your body and how you respond to people and how you speak and what you present. Like, all of that is clues as to what your type is. But in your dream, now you're dealing with environments that you made up you know and like Mm -hmm. and symbols that you've made up that you've been drawn to or, or ones that you're disturbed by or whatever like there's so many more avenues to go down as to like what that even has to do with your type why specifically that symbol and why specifically this environment um and so maybe it can bring something like more clarity to people on their own type and how to work with it in a very 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 nuanced way
2: (laughs) yeah that's actually yeah i think also like i don't really have anything to add to that other than like just hearing you say all that about like it's everything in the in the dream is like what you created and i think like to tie it back to nines like really quick like you know i i think when nines are interpreting their dreams i think there is this sense that like it's like a message from the other side coming to me. And like, I didn't do anything in this dream. Like I just, <laughs> these messages being projected. It's like, no, like you you play God in your dream. You are the one creating the environment, doing everything. And you now, are
0: that person that is like being a big deal in your dream or something. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and like, mm-hmm. well, I was just going with with the flow in the dream. Yeah, well, you created that flow. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> wait, what? No, that's you. This is you. I did that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you did, you did it. Yeah, so that's just, in, you know, that's important for nines to realize. I mean, all types, but like, really for nines, like, you're playing with your own autonomy and your own life force. The same life force that like we neglect like daily, you know, that's, I think, you know, like at the very beginning, you said like nines of some of the most like fantastical dreams. It's like, that's when we're kind of like connecting with all of these repressed things. And I mean, that's, that's just a given, but just hearing you say that, like, we're the ones like creating every aspect of our dreams. It's, it's not this far away thing that we might think it is like we are actually you know it's it's we're our, holding
0: the entire universe in our hands
2: <laughs> it's our our individuality too like our distinction our separation the thing that's like the hardest for us to integrate and dreams are like the perfect way to like really think about that aspect of it too because in our dreams that's what we're doing we're creating this like distinctive separate environment and you know I just wanted to say that because that hit me hard I was like oh wait yeah the dream isn't coming to me, like I am creating <laughs> a dream. Like Yeah, that's major. I don't know what to do with that.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, what?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: wait, this is a part of
2: me. <laughs> it's not like a faraway message. It's like, no no, this is me. Yeah. I am the unconscious. It's it's not just the it is it's the universe, but it's also like it's also me at the same I time. I
0: am the universe. <laughs> This is actually just going to be a podcast for nines, by nines, <laughs> four nines. <laughs> Cult of Cree. <laughs> exactly. I think, too, like, and, and that's, like, what I love about dream work and just, like, seeing people be more in touch with their dreams because it's like, oh, yeah, I've got this whole little world in me that is operating at night even though you know sometimes it could be really disturbing but then you wake up and you realize it's reality you know that's not okay now I have to like real work through it and understand it and stuff but like yeah that's an entire world inside of you that's like wanting to communicate with you so for every type you know the goal is to have some kind of relationship with it and to let it have its say you know like it's we get to have the say during the day so it's not like you're gonna like transform kill your ego or whatever like you still have your ego (laughs) like that has to that's the thing that's going to move about the world and and like decide things and create things and whatever but your unconscious is like yo I want to say in this too I'm here too I'm you too (laughs) so like let's have a conversation and that's kind of what this is about is kind of um investigating what that conversation might be and what it might be telling people Mm -hmm the end
2: <laughs> wow no because i i had to bring that up because like just like i think it was yesterday like i had this like horrifying like existential moment where i <laughs> just, this is just a daily occurrence for me like it's, um... <laughs> i'm fine now but <laughs> well it's chill it actually is it's but um no, like I, I had perceived my own like separateness, like my separate identity so clearly because I realized that my cutting off from my life force was making me separate. And mm. I was thinking, like, why can't I communicate with people? Why am I so hidden sometimes? And I realized like, you know, me doing that, like me dissociating is not me connecting with anybody or anything. I'm not connected to anything when I'm dissociated, like not people, not myself, not like this abstract concept. Like I'm making myself separated when I do that. It doesn't matter what I feel on the inside. Like I'm creating a barrier, and I just I just thought about that constantly, like last night. And I thought like this, you know. I thought about it so hard and like to such an extent, and then like my nose started bleeding. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> i just, i don't know like, but it was bleeding like so hard i was like why like, <laughs> you're
0: giving yourself an aneurysm
2: that's 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 what my mind was going like i should just take a breather and relax i should i should you know let me just deep breaths like it's okay <laughs> But like I was really like I had a freakout. Like it wasn't a freak. Like it wasn't a, an internal thing. But I was really like just this feeling. Like oh my god. Like my whole life I've been doing this. Like the whole time I I thought that I've just been like the peacemaker. Like if I'm at dinner and I don't say a word, and later on my mom is like, "You are so calm. You're you're a model to all of us. Like just a beacon of peace." I'm like, no. Like
0: I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> entire time. Yeah.
2: Like. <laughs> Um, But just that realization, and I think, like, just a lot of things in my life, like, leading up to that feeling of, like, you know, like it or not, I am a separate consciousness, you know, like, yes, I have the universe in me, but I, I'm separate all the time, like, whether or not I realize it. Mm
0: -hmm. And, like,
2: that really freaked me out, which is why I had that nosebleed, clearly. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah part of the thing with like jung's teaching of dream work and and just like individuation in general is that idea of like connecting to your life force and connecting to your libido like not necessarily freudian kind of like sexual libido like libido is kind of i mean when i he, when i read it or hear him talk about it it kind of just seems like almost all instincts are being integrated within the libido like there is just there's just passion and you know s- security like all this kind of stuff is just being put into it and um so what it's it sounds like you're saying is like there there's a deep desire or need to reconnect with that and the grief that you have that you you've been disconnected from it for so long mm-hmm. yeah. and so like dreams and just things in general in life, like halfway through life, we have these like, oh shit moments. Like what the fuck am I doing (laughs) this whole time? Like, um, this questioning, challenging ourselves, like, um, experiencing life in different perspectives or ways than we have before this shakeup, like it is kind of like, I need to connect to this. Like, I need to like fall in love with my life again, you know, and I need to realize how much that I've actually been sabotaging that for myself. Um, and that's why I think dreams can really be indicators of where we are sabotaging it or or where we have been missing something or lacking something or whatever and regain that life force and that connection to our own libido and individuate essentially
2: because <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. then like that night I had a dream it had the energy that like I was trying to integrate something really repressed and um, it was like a really powerful dream and you know
0: I think, yeah, and I think really powerful dreams will come in moments where we feel a little broken about something because it's trying to say like, hey, I know you're upset or whatever, but also (laughs) this is a really big movement for you in your psyche. Like a lot of my dreams that felt very profound happened when some like the world kind of felt like it was ending for some reason, you know, like I made a decision or I made a realization or whatever, like something was going to change and and it demanded like something demanded change from me and i just had to break down and accept it and that's when the unconscious throws a fucking party it's like finally like <laughs> <laughs> now i can give you a message that you'll actually hear <laughs> mm. it's
1: like kicking the <clears throat> baby bird out of the nest like hey you have the fl- you have the wings like just take flight like
0: right <laughs> Stop fucking having nosebleeds and get out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
1: know, uh, like not not making a choice is um also a
2: choice.
0: Yeah. That's true.
2: Yeah. Yeah. choosing to live in that like disconnected, like stagnant state of being, you know. That's not just me that's not that's not the universe like, you know, pushing me aside. Like, no, like that, like I made that choice to be that way.
0: Well, if it makes you feel anybody better, every type is, like, disconnecting in some kind of way. Yeah, like, and and that's why, you know, yeah, you are a single person making your own conscious slash unconscious decisions, but, like, what can connect you to everyone is also knowing that everyone else is going through that in some kind of way. It just looks different than yours, you know, like, everyone's disconnecting, everyone's numbing themselves basically everyone's just trying to like get back into mother's womb or whatever <laughs> um
2: it also just brought up the realization like every like personality type you know like every enneagram type like the personality like is the trickster like it's you are doing your worst fear all the time like nines are unconsciously separating themselves by being disconnected from that which gives them energy and like same for all of the types like literally all of the types, and, That was part of the grief as well that shocked me. I realized like, you know, this isn't some party life that I'm like living. It's, you know, all of my decisions are geared towards setting me up to like fail, so to speak, and not fail fail, but just like, um,
0: it's like like not creating and keeping
1: me, it's like keeping me in, in a secure place. Uh, but it turns out to be a prison. Yeah
2: yeah actually. that's yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's mm-hmm. exactly right
0: yeah and that's why it's like oh yeah there's whole other aspects of me that of course the ego is going to find extremely uncomfortable and not want to integrate and not want to change because everything you have been doing thus far has seemingly worked out fine because you feel comfortable <laughs> but that doesn't mean that like you know it is good for you it, it it's like and that's why I don't necessarily want to say there's any, like, wrong way to go about something or, like, oh, I did this all wrong this whole time. But that's just part of the process of life, really, is, like, you're going to fuck up. And <laughs> it's it's how you respond to that that matters more than the actual thing happening, you know? hmm
2: Yeah. Just had to throw that in there, my my existential crisis. But I'm I don't...
0: Having- I don't... <laughs> I don't know why you didn't start out with that. That would have that would have hooked people immediately.
2: Right? Yeah. I'm still, like, I'm impressed. Like, you know, I had that nosebleed. Like, why? <laughs> Did I think myself into a nosebleed? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's, like, entirely possible. Like, it was funny because, like, I, I was, like, recording myself talking. Because sometimes I record myself, like, in these, like, video diaries. Other times I write them down. And, um... I could feel like what I thought was just snot coming out of my nose, and so I look like in the webcam camera, like, what
0: is that? And I see like just just blood.
2: I'm like, oh god, like I gotta.
0: Can you send us that video? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh-uh.
2: <laughs> no, I would have. To, eh. no, I would have to edit it down. <laughs> it's just a nine five four spiral. It's pretty
0: bleak. It's. <laughs> That's no, actually
1: not. fascinating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we might have to do like um one time, maybe we'll do like just a casual, kind of fun episode of different like techniques and stuff for people who want to work mm. with their dreams. um because that video thing, like I used to do that when, um like any anytime I paint, I like to turn on my video camera and just talk about a dream to myself <laughs> and just like blab about it for however long while I'm painting. But yeah maybe we can go over like different ways that could help people even just engaging with the dream in general i know i gave some advice on the other podcast but you know that could that deserves like a whole little chit chat at some point
1: yeah definitely